0: Welcome to Rosie's Pantry Food for Thought with Pastor Rose. This podcast is designed to share words of encouragement and hope. So let's see what's stored up in the pantry today. There's a story of a young man that was used by God, a young man by the name of David that had it all. David had good looks, he had charm, he had leadership skills, he was a warrior. He had talent. He played an instrument. David was brave, confident in whom he was and whose he was. He was a man after God's own heart. He was anointed, and God was with him. If David was among us today, he'd probably be portrayed in Fortune 500 magazine or in the People's magazine as the most successful, influential, and loved man in the world. At one time, during David's era, there was a king by the name of Saul. Scripture says that Saul was an impressive young man without equal among the Israelites, say he was a head taller than any of the others. Saul was anointed by God as as israel's first king he began his work in a good way unifying the hebrew tribes and making them a nation king saul began his work yet broke under the pressure of leadership paul uh, or saul i'm sorry saul achieved military successes he credited god with victory The people pledged allegiance to Saul as their king. Saul was doing well, very well, but he suffered with an inability to trust God and he was unwilling to obey God. Saul began to act independent of God. His defiance led to God rejecting him. The scripture says that the spirit of the Lord departed Saul and an evil spirit tormented him. Saul was depressed. The sense of God's presence was not with him. However, David, this young man that was coming up, was successful in his battles. He defeated Goliath. He was successful in his duties assigned to him by King Saul, so much Saul that it pleased Saul. And he promoted David. He increased David's responsibility. And, and the scripture tells us when, when you are faithful over a few things, God will make you rule over many things. And, and that's what happened in David's life. This was true for him. He went from herding sheep to defeating a giant to defeating armies. And Saul was fine with this. King Saul was okay until women came out from all the towns singing and dancing their song that said Saul had slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Oh, my goodness. It was then that Saul became a hater. From that time on, Saul, King Saul, kept a jealous eye on David. That jealous spirit. Jealousy is defined as feeling resentful, bitter, grudgingly envious, and Covetous. Jealousy can can start in a child at an early age and can last a lifetime. Jealousy can wreck the home between a man and a woman who, who thought they were inseparable. Jealousy can bring nations to war and the most powerful people to ruin. It's the feeling you feel when someone else likes a young man or woman more than you think they should or jealousy you feel over a co-worker who, who received the job or promotion that you wanted or that jealousy you feel because someone else lives in a better house or drives a nicer car or has more money in the bank than you do. It's that feeling inside that that burns within us because someone else seems to, at times among Christians, have a closer walk with God than they do? Or why do they always have a vision? Or why do they think they have a better understanding of God? Who do they think they are? There's a story about two storekeepers that were fierce competitors. Their stores were directly across the street from each other, and they would spend each day keeping track of each other's business. One night, an angel appeared to one of the storekeepers in a dream and said, I will give you anything you ask, but whatever you receive, your competitor will receive twice as much. Would you be rich? You can be very rich, but he will become twice as wealthy. Do you wish to live a long life and and a healthy life? You can, but his life will be longer and healthier. The angel asked him, he said, so what is your desire? The man frowned and he thought for a moment. He said, here is my request. Strike me blind in one eye. Proverbs teaches us, for jealousy is a rage of a man, therefore he will not be spared in the day of vengeance. King Saul was so jealous of David that on numerous occasions he tried to kill David. He would even try to use his own daughter as a snare against him. What was David's crime? Why, why, why do all this? David's crime was that he was used by God and he loved God. Feelings of jealousy will smother the life out of love. It's a poison that kills. It's a controlling spirit. Jealousy feeds off of suspicion and can turn suspicion into rage. It is a self-centered love that manipulates and deceives. People lie. People will lie to destroy someone else's future. And there are others that will stand in the way of progress just to keep one person from succeeding. Jealousy is a bad boy. Jealousy is easy, is not even good for your health. It, it causes unrest and anxiety and stress. People lose sleep worrying about what someone else is doing. Jealousy affects your integrity. People begin to see you differently, all because of their jealousy, because you know it has been, it can destroy you. Before you know it, everything is gone. There's another story about a beautiful eagle that would fly all out, out outfly all the other eagles. And one of the other eagles didn't like it. So this eagle saw a hunter one day and said to him, I wish you would bring down that eagle. The hunter replied that he would if he only had some feathers to put into the arrow. So the eagle pulled a feather out of his wing. The hunter shot the arrow but didn't quite reach that beautiful eagle. It was flying too high. The envious eagle pulled out more of his feathers and kept pulling them out until he lost so many that he couldn't fly. Then the hunter turned around, looked at him, and killed him. If you are jealous, the only one you are hurting is yourself. So how can the Lord, how can you, what, what can God do? How can you make changes in your life to help you overcome the feelings of jealousy? First of all, recognize that jealousy is rooted in immature and selfish desires. The Apostle Paul wrote, he said, when you are jealous of one another and divide up into quarrelly groups, doesn't that prove you are still babes wanting your own way? In fact, you're acting like people who don't belong to the Lord, don't know the Lord. King Saul's jealousy of David only emphasized his inability and immaturity to lead God's people. God is not looking for immature people that are only concerned about having their own way. God is looking for men and women that are obedient and faithful, men and women that are teachable and trainable. He's looking for people who want to see growth in their life and don't have a problem seeing growth in other people. God wants people that aren't afraid of change and are able to celebrate change. God wants leaders with integrity and love. King Saul clearly recognized David as a mighty warrior, as a a valuable team member, as he was an obedient servant, a a favored man, an effective leader. But King Saul couldn't handle it. Saul's insecurity and fear drove him to unwise and self-destructive things. Remember, for example, he looked at David's every activity with suspicion. He would throw spears at David trying to kill him. He feared David because God was with him. He he changed David's position to prevent him from seeing each other. A person that grows in the Lord is a person who's willing to grow up and stop those childish behaviors. A mature person, a mature Christian delights in the things of the Lord. They don't have time for a lot of foolishness. They rejoice when others rejoice. They celebrate when their brother or sister is blessed. Why? Because they know that God is in the blessing business. And if God is in the blessing business, God's blessings is coming their way. Secondly, to overcome feeling of of jealousy. Remember, jealousy is an obstruction to your destiny. God can help you overcome feelings of of jealousy when you find contentment, satisfaction, and pleasure in the Lord. Don't compare yourself to others. Playing the comparison game is only an obstruction to God's purpose for you. We're taught in the Psalms to rest in the Lord and wait faithfully here for him and fret not yourself because of those who prosper in their way. Why trip over what someone else has or, or what they're able to do? You are unique. God made you special. When God formed you, he made you in such a way that no one else can duplicate you. You are shaped for purpose. You have gifts with purpose. You have a heart with purpose. You have abilities. You have personality. You have experience. You have a destiny. Look at yourself. Touch yourself and say to yourself, I have destiny. King Saul would have been better off. If he had realized that God is not a limited God, God could have used him and David and thousands and millions of other people. Every ability could be used for God's glory. Each one had their own purpose. An author by the name of Rick Warren, Warren, he wrote, he said, Nobody else can be me. You can't beat being me. You can't take what God has given me. You can have what I have. You can want what I have, but you can't have it. You can try to steal what I have, but you can't steal it. You can try to destroy what I have, but you can't really destroy it. You can even try to decrease what I have, but it will only increase. You can try to close the door to shut me out, but God will only open the door and let me in. You can try to raise up an army against against me, but God will, will, will only send chariots of fire to defeat you. The Holy Spirit is always surrounding us. You can even shoot fiery darts at me, but God will build a hedge of protection around me. Why? Because no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. And it's the same for you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. When God formed you, he formed you with destiny in mind. You don't have to be jealous or envious what someone else is doing. Ask God to reveal in you the gifts that are in you. You know, whenever we watch Olympic tryouts, whenever I would watch Olympic tryouts, I would love to watch these summer runners, the summer Olympics, and and the track runners. Each had their own lane that they were to run in. Their goal was not only to win the race, but to stay in their lane while in the race. Don't you know God has a race for us? But we need to stay in our lane and not worry about what someone else is doing in their lane. Think about it. And lastly, in order to overcome jealousy, we should remember that jealousy will have you think it's all about you when it's not. God can help you overcome feelings of jealousy by understanding that God is in control of this thing. It's not about you. You can plant, you can water, but it's God who gives the increase. So often we think that this is about us. it's about me, but it's not. It's about God. It is God who is glorified in all this. So why you hate? Why are you hating on other people? Don't be jealous of their relationship with God. Don't be jealous because they love to worship or they they glorify God. God is being glorified through them. Don't be jealous of their service or what they're able to do or or their promotion or, or what they're able to achieve in life. Don't be a hater. Don't worry about what's going on in somebody else's life. Just praise God. Be happy with them. Find joy. Joy, Find joy when they have, have succeeded. David, the young man David, had a mission and a purpose. God said out of the house of David, a Savior would be born. Out of the house of David, Jesus would defeat death and conquer sin. Years ago, when that Passion movie was first presented, remember at the movie theaters, I listened to uh, some news broadcasters and they were interviewing some scholars and they were trying to determine who killed jesus and all during the discussion they i did not hear any of them mention the resurrection while jesus was killed it was necessary everything that happened was necessary the birth of jesus was necessary the baptism was necessary the 40 days of wilderness and temptation of jesus was necessary the recruiting of his disciples was necessary. The healings that Jesus p- p- performed was was necessary. The casting out of, of demons, the raising of Lazarus, the feeding of the 5,000 plus was all necessary. Even the palm branches at his feet in Jerusalem was necessary. The Last Supper was necessary. The betrayal by Judas was necessary. Even the trial itself was necessary. And the cross on Golgotha Hill was necessary. The death of Jesus was necessary, not who killed Jesus. It's the death that was necessary that was important because of that came the resurrection. And because Jesus got up and, re- and destroyed all of our sin, because he got up, we get up. We don't have to be jealous of anybody. We are resurrection people and we can get up. We can get up. So we don't have to be haters. We don't have to be jealous of anybody. We don't have to worry about what other people are doing because we have our own uniqueness and our own giftedness. We are whom God has called us to be, and we are successful and we succeed because that is what God has for us. Oh, if you miss this, you're missing your blessing. God has purpose for your life. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Concern yourself about what you're doing. You are God's child. And you have a purpose. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you still have a problem finding purpose in your life, I challenge you, I urge you, Consider it. Think about it. If all if the things you've done is not helping and is not working and you still feel that void in your life, think about Find a Bible teaching church that believes in Jesus Christ. And consider accepting and making Jesus a part of your life. And if there's not a church close by or you don't feel comfortable anywhere else, I tell you what, do what I did one day. I knelt in my living room and I prayed to God. I said, Lord, I had enough. I need you. Touch my heart. I surrender my life to you, dear God. I give you my all. I am your child. Forgive me of all my sins. Take me into your heart. I love you. And I surrender to you. In Jesus name. Dear friends, that's what I did. When I finally surrendered. You can do the same. God bless you and God keep you. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Rosie's Pantry Food for Thought. If you'd like to support this program, you can donate through PayPal at R Booker Jones. That's at R Booker Jones through PayPal. Again, I appreciate everyone that is listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Until next time, have a blessed day.